Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to present to you the World Champion of the World Podcast. It's your man, Qualified, a.k.a. the Black Ric Flair, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. the most over-mid-card talent on the west side of Oahu. Hey, everybody. It's SummerSlam time. Yeah, that's right. Uh, real big weekend, so just starting off, um, I am under some time constraints today, so, uh, this recap portion of the podcast is probably going to be a little bit shorter than usual, um, I am, uh, linking up with my homeboy Gums, and, uh, we're going to be watching TakeOver, uh, live from Brooklyn, so, uh, we're, we'll be here in Hawaii. <laughs> we'll be here in Hawaii, uh, but we'll be watching TakeOver Live. So, I got a recording in the morning. I'm uh, going to do some stuff, and then we're going to pop up later on uh, back back here on the cast and uh, with our with our TakeOver uh, thoughts. Um, all right. So, uh, let's jump right into it. Um, let's see here. Uh, starting off with Monday Night Raw, yes, yes, um, well, before we get to Monday Night Raw, let's talk about Dave Meltzer for a second, uh, so yeah, Dave Meltzer, um, had the little blow up with, uh, Peyton Royce on Twitter, uh, I guess he, well, he was, he was critiquing the Iconics, um, coming to the main roster and then uh he he said some stuff about uh Peyton being more attractive in NXT uh back when she was lighter some people thought he was referring to her weight others thought uh he was referring to uh her before she had gotten a uh breast job um I don't know. Personally, uh, I mean, I understand where uh, where everyone else is coming from. Um, you know, Dave Meltzer, uh, his critique may cause others to potentially have uh, body image issues. But I also understand where people are coming from with uh, wrestling being the type of business that it is and look being important uh look being a reason why people may get pushed you know uh so i could see critiques of of bodies being kind of being seen as fair game but we're living in a different time now um and i think you just kind of got to be mindful uh you know because people were just saying all kinds of stuff and it was affecting people previously, but now that I guess there's more of a heightened awareness to such things, you got to be careful of what you say. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's that's where I'm at with it. Uh, just, you know, just be careful of what you say. If you're saying something uh, in a... Uh, I mean, I guess that, that sounds... Uh, I don't know, but I mean, I guess that's, those are the times, if you're a public person, 
a public figure and you're saying something in public about another person <laughs> you you got to be mindful uh of of how of how all that goes so that everyone can can feel included you don't want to exclude people especially if you're uh in like some kind of entertainment business or something where you need an audience or listeners you don't want to uh alienate any portion of your audience so i guess it's almost like walking on eggshells but i don't know i'm just think of a more respectful way to say that uh i guess um okay now jumping into raw The show opens up. Ronda Rousey comes out. Um, the camera pans over and shows Renee on commentary. That's right. Uh, WWE made history. First woman to uh, be the commentator on Monday Night Raw. Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't know if it's... Hi- well, I guess it's... I mean, it technically is history. It's their own history they made. Um, anyway... Uh, Renee was on commentary. I was stoked. She did great. Spoiler alert. Uh, the crowd chants for Ronda Rousey. Ronda. Ronda. Or Rousey. Whatever. Or Ronda Rousey. That's probably what it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Ronda starts off. She talks about Natty losing the Anvil. R.I.P. Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Um, she talks about... Uh, fathers being pillars of strength for their families and raising their daughters to be the same once they pass on. Uh, Sends love to Natty and tells her to hang in there. Uh, Everyone loves her at WWE, even Alexa Bliss, even though she talks shit. Uh, Then uh, Rhonda says she'll defend Natty in her absence. And uh, she says that Alexa Bliss has cheated to win uh, to beat not Natty, but Ronda is going to avenge all that when she beats her on Sunday for the belt. Um, so for me personally, the whole time I was watching this whole speech, like I was like, yeah, the Anvil Nineheart stuff is um, genuine, I guess, you know, like what, what Ronda was saying. But it also made me think, like, why the hell are they having Ronda come out and uh, give us the the heartfelt speech after a WWE legend has passed. Like, uh, you know, even even if with her friendship with Natty, like, you're just like, what? Ronda Rousey. So, uh, with wrestling being wrestling, that makes me think, um, that makes me want to double down on Natalia perhaps uh, costing Ronda the match uh tomorrow at summer or well today as you listen to it at SummerSlam. Um so I think that's what I that's what I think is gonna happen. Uh Rhonda Rhonda loses to Alexa Bliss, Natty costs him a match somehow, and then Natty comes back and turns on Rhonda. You never cared about me. You know, something. Uh, I trained and I helped and I hope that I would you know get whatever and or you know I hope that I would uh, you know I hope that I would get ahead by by helping you and nothing happened or if they don't want to do the turn or anything they could uh, go for the big moment have 
Ronda go ahead and beat um, Bliss. Then on Monday Night Raw, uh, Bliss, she was like, I can't believe I lost an overhyped rookie. Uh, I'll use my rematch clause right now tonight. Uh, Ronda beats Bliss again on Monday Night Raw for the belt. Um, and then after that, when Kurt's like, oh, you know, let's let's find your next opponent. And Ronda's like, oh, okay. Uh, and Kurt's like, yo, what do you think? And he's like, oh, why don't we have a tournament? And, you know, and then when they decide to have a tournament, Natty somehow is entered in the tournament, but somehow doesn't win. And then she starts to get bitter looking at Ronda like, hey, I helped you out. I did all that stuff. You got a title match. Um, why didn't you give me a title match? Oh, you know, you're going to make me earn it? Bam. And after all I've done for you, you are an ungrateful rookie, you know? I think that could work. Uh, okay. So, uh, Rhonda, you know, she she mentions that she's going to defeat Bliss. Uh, she introduces Ember Moon to face Alexa Bliss tonight. And then Alexa Bliss comes out. She tells Rhonda, make all the friends you want. Uh, you're going to need them. Says, your good times are coming to an end. Everyone is saying that their match is a foregone conclusion. Yeah, that's right, Alexa. Talk to the marks. Uh, she says she's a five-time champ, and Ronda is an overhyped rookie. All right. Um, I don't know why I said that. It's not how... If Alexa Bliss sounded like that, that'd be gross. Um, or not. I don't know. Whatever. Uh... <laughs> uh Everybody's saying the match is a foregone conclusion. She says she's tired of Ronda. Uh, she makes fun of the face that Ronda makes when she goes super psycho mode, uh, which which was great, actually, with the way that uh, Alexa Bliss was was trashing that uh, was trashing that whole facial expression and whatnot. Um, I don't uh, I don't understand honestly why Alexa Bliss gets so much hate. Uh, recently, I was looking on the TL on the Twitter, and um, a lot of people were just like, oh, her promos are trash. Um, I thought she knocked this promo out of the park. I think she knocks most of them out of the park. Um, they don't like her in-ring work. I think she's okay. Like, she's not, you know, it's not like she's Ric Flair in there, but who, how many of, how many wrestlers are Ric Flair? There's only one. Um... I think she's capable of having passable matches. Um, I I totally understand why she's champ. So I have no problems with Alexa Bliss. And I think you guys should just leave Alexa alone. Uh, anyway, um, Bliss makes a good point. Uh, she talks about Kurt protecting everyone except for her, the women's champion. Um, he'll throw Reigns out of the building to protect the SummerSlam, ta uh, the SummerSlam main event, but he won't. Uh, he'll let Ronda Rousey stay ringside for Alexa Bliss matches when uh, Ronda really wants that fade more than anything. So uh, 
she said she talked to Constable Corbin and he recommended that she get her own security. So uh, Alexa Bliss shows up with her own security force uh, down there at the ring. Um, They're kind of cutting off the middle of the ring there. Alexa Bliss uh, cheap shots Ember Moon um, to start off the match. Uh, Ember Moon knocks Ronda Rousey off the apron uh, when when she's cheap shotted. So Ronda's like, "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh, nah, son. You don't know I'm the baddest woman on the planet. So she hops up. Uh, She's ready to give the work to security. Uh, She's just kind of like standing there having a little face off. And then one of the idiots grabs her arm. It's a wrap. Uh, Judo toss. Judo toss. Judo toss. There's one black guy left in the ring. He's like, nah, fam. I ain't trying to get nerfed on national TV. And he just runs out. Um... Then um, Alicia Fox uh, throws herself into harm's way, uh, tries to get in front of uh, or in between Rhonda and uh, Rhonda and Alexa and Alicia Fox gets murked as well. Um, We go to break. We come back. uh, Ember and uh, Alexa Bliss are going at it to start. They're exchanging holds. Uh, they run a SummerSlam split-screen commercial ad uh, right in the middle of the ring, or right in the middle of the match, and I was not a fan of that. They're hyping Reigns versus Lesnar, but uh, it, it's it's like the the commentary sound goes away, so it's like you come back from commercial just to have another commercial. Like just put that during the break. Um, anyway. Uh, Alexa Bliss is kind of toying with Ember Moon a little bit, slapping her around. Um, they, uh, they, oh, uh, Alexa Bliss steps out of the ring, right? Uh, and she's like distracted by, uh, she's distracted by Ronda Rousey. And at that time, like, uh, Ember Moon comes and does, like, a, a baseball slide drop kick right to her face. Uh, the timing of it, the visual, it was just good stuff. Um, okay. Uh, so then Alexa Bliss ends up taking control uh, of Ember. So she's working her. She's working a hold. She blows a kiss over to Ronda Rousey. And Ronda Rousey, like, immediately just catch, uh, she does, she mimes catching it and tossing it down on the ground and stomping it out. Like, that was, I don't, I don't think anyone told her to do that. Like, it just seemed like it was just a natural reaction to what Alexa Bliss did. And if that's so, then that's, that's so great. And that, uh, things like that illustrate why Ronda is going to be, uh, just fine in WWE. She's, I feel like she's a natural. She's just picking up. Uh, she's picking up things just just right off the bat. That whole facial expression thing she does where you can just change, like, oh, okay, she's gone. Rhonda's in, in savage mode now. It's great. Um, long live Rhonda. If she wins the belt this weekend, I will not be upset. If she doesn't win the belt this weekend, I will also not be upset, depending on how they do it. But, um, but yeah, so... Uh, they're going at it. Then Ember Moon, she uh, she kind of starts her comeback. 
Uh, she's doing kicks. She has an enziguri. Uh, she's cooking. Uh, she does this one move off the top. I'm just going to call it a tornado suplex. Um, <laughs> Uh, she hits the eclipse, and then after she hits the eclipse, Foxy comes in and breaks up the pin, uh, and she attacks Ember Moon for the DQ. So Aranda comes in and destroys Foxy's life. Um, Rhonda stands tall because I don't give a damn about my reputation. Um, back from break, uh, we have Brock. Uh, we have a recap video of. Brock uh, murking Kurt Angle and turning on Paul Heyman. Um, Renee Young shows footage from her interview that they didn't show us the last time. And Heyman says that Reigns doesn't stand a chance. That said chance weird. Reigns doesn't stand a chance (laughs) uh, of surviving against Lesnar. Unless, and then Lesnar uh, Heyman walks away. Uh, so they're teasing. Uh, I guess they're they're playing with the speculation. They're teasing um, Reigns becoming a Heyman guy. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, which it shouldn't really be a spoiler. It's Sunday, so I'm sure you saw last week's Raw. Um, basically, it was all a ruse. Um, so I guess, but I don't know, man, I still, I don't know if there's just not going to be another Heyman guy or they're just trying to throw us off the scent, but whatever it is, they're trying to make it sure, make sure that we don't go into SummerSlam just thinking that we know what's going to happen. But I mean, honestly, I don't think it matters because we thought we knew what was going to happen and we went into WrestleMania and then they just did whatever they felt like doing. So, I mean, I don't see why they couldn't do the same thing at SummerSlam. Just do whatever it is you're going to do. But we'll see, man. I'm excited. Uh, Let's see here. So, uh, after after that whole tease, um, you know what I would actually like to see? I would like to see... um, Heyman, like, double-cross Brock and help uh, Reigns win. And then after Reigns wins, right, like, you think everything's sweet, like, Heyman and Reigns are going to start to celebrate. And then Bobby Lashley's music hits. He comes down and destroys Reigns. And then Lashley and Heyman reveal that they're a tag team, or that they're a team. Um... And then, like, the next, then the next night on Raw, or the next, you know what I mean? Then, or you have, you have it happen on Raw. Have Braun come down to cash in and somehow Lashley, like, mess up Braun's cash in. It's like, what's going on? And, and then Heyman's like, oh, yeah, Lashley's, after, after Lashley attacks Roman, he's like, yeah, Lashley's my guy. And we just wanted to get Brock out of the way, so that Lesnar, or so that uh, Lashley could take his spot. You know? I I mean, there's a few hoops you gotta go through, but I think they can make it work. Uh, but but anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, backstage, we see Baron Corbin, and he's saying that he doesn't need 
he says, I don't need Kurt's approval. He heads to the ring. Um, so we don't know what's going on there, but he does. He don't need no approval from Kurt. So that's that's what it is. Uh, Dolph and Drew are looking for Seth. Uh, Kurt says, "Don't worry, he's gonna be there." Uh, Corbin has a hand-picked opponent. When he gets to the ring, turns out that it is Tyler Breeze. So he's getting ready for SummerSlam by taking on Tyler Breeze. Big warm-up there. Uh, we all know Tyler Breeze is a killer. CrossFit Breezes. Uh, is the one that frees us. Jesus, notorious, feed us with your lyrical thesis. Um, anyway, uh, Corbin, uh, Corbin destroys Tyler Breeze. Uh, pretty quick match. Um, after he wins, he announces Finn Balor, uh, and his next match. His opponent, so uh, Finn, so Corbin uh, brings out Jinder Mahal, and then he's all like, "Oh no, oh no, 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 we're not done yet." Uh, after Jinder, he uh, he brings out Kevin Owens, um, so it's Kevin Owens and Mahal versus uh, Balor. So I guess Jinder uh, is um, taking Sami Zayn's spot while. Uh, KO is, or while uh, Sammy is out. Um, Balor comes down to the ring. Before the match can start, Kurt Angle's music hits. He has some fun with the crowd doing the You Suck chants. Then he says, hey, Corbin, I make the matches, uh, so I can't, while you don't need my approval for this, and I can't stop this match, I can add to it. Uh, so, Finn has a new partner, and his partner is Broad. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so Braun comes out, and the crowd goes absolutely nuts. Like, um, so I I saw some stuff online. People were saying maybe the crowd, the chants were piped in. Uh, but no, man, if that crowd was legit going nuts, like how it sounded for Braun, then, uh, put the belt on that man to, uh, well, cause when you're hearing this, it's Sunday, put the belt on that man today, tonight. All right. Uh, you know, the, the pop was crazy. I was like, is this, is this his home state? Is this where Braun is from? Um, anyway, back and forth action. KO is running away from Braun. He don't want them problems, uh, even into the crowd. Uh, Finn hits his trademark flip dive to the outside. Uh, Braun body slams Finn onto Jinder Mahal. Uh, Finn didn't seem to be expecting it, but Braun was like, no, man, let's kill him. Uh, The match kind of breaks down. Braun uses Sunil Singh as a battering ram and knocks him into KO. Uh, hits the power slam on uh, what's my man's name? Jinder Mahal and Braun and Finn win. Uh, Braun chases after KO. Uh, Corbin sneaks up on Finn and hits the end of days. Uh, so, you know, that's just in case you forgot that uh, Finn and Corbin are going to fight again at SummerSlam. Uh, and this time, you know, Finn wins in Brooklyn. Uh, 
Let's see here. Kurt's backstage on the phone. He's asking for somebody to call him back. Dolphin Drew are also back backstage, and they're wondering where Seth is again. Uh, Kurt tells him, hey, man, leave. Random cowboy jobber man is in the ring, and he's wearing chaps. Uh, he says he's a huge Elias fan, and that Elias is going to be the reason why uh, random cowboy jobber man uh, makes the Country Music Hall of Fame. Uh, Elias comes out, talks about how his album is killing the charts, and uh, how uh, he wants this random cowboy jobber man to beat up Bobby Lashley and embarrass him. Bobby Lashley comes out and embarrasses himself by smiling like a doof and pointing at the crowd. Um, he tells the jobber to get a new gimmick because they already have a talentless guy who plays guitar. <laughs> um, he, the jobber, uh, random cowboy jobber man, hits Lashley with his guitar. Uh, Lashley kills him with a spine buster. It wasn't even a match. I don't know what it was. It was a murder. Uh, backstage, the B team. Uh, we see Bo, and he's uh, he's going over the math of them winning. And uh, Steiner math is not quite uh, Bo math, but Bo math is something. Uh, he says that the odds of them winning are lower than usual. Axel doesn't care. Uh, B teamwork will get them the win. I'm rolling with the B team. I'm rolling with them. I got it. Uh, Raw has three tag teams currently getting shine. So there's... Uh, the B team, uh, the uh, the deleters, Matt and Bray, which I guess that's that's coming to an end now. Uh, if you if you follow Matt Hardy on social media, uh, you've seen that he's uh, experiencing some some complications of his of his ring style, and uh, beyond that, he's also uh, just kind of having a having a tough go of things. Uh, well, that's that's the main thing. He's just ha having a tough go of things, and he's been uh, really appreciative lately on social media to all the fans. So it just kind of seems like uh, it's it's kind of winding down for Matt Hardy. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but you had the deleters, you had uh, the B team, you got the top guys, and then you also have uh, AOP and a little bit of a storyline with. Uh, Titus Worldwide, so you got about five tag teams that Raw is trying to do something with. Uh, so I, like I said last week, I applaud them for for trying to get the the tag team divisions heat, uh, division heated up and get some kind of get some kind of action going. But um, <clears throat> it's gonna take it's gonna take a little bit of time to get people to invest in these teams, uh, especially when they haven't been doing any work with them. Uh, anyway. Uh, and then I guess technically you have Dolphin Drew in the mix, uh, possibly as tag team champs, which I think is something that they should do, uh, or that they, they that they could look at and just kind of make that whole Dolphin Drew um, alliance a little bit more powerful. Like they got uh, Dolph with the with the IC title now. Imagine if they added Tag Gold around their waist like I, I could you know what I mean that could now this can start to be a, a unit this start to be something okay uh, let's see here Bo starting off against the uh, 
uh, both starting off against the Revival. Um, Bo was kind of getting work. Matt tags himself in. Uh, the Revival hit a heart attack on Matt Hardy. Uh, perfect from the top guys to give... Uh, they're the right team to give a tribute to uh, to the Hart Foundation. Uh, but I know uh, I saw Bubba Ray Dudley kind of uh, took issue with with them using the heart attack. If you're going to use the heart attack, why isn't it the finisher? You just use it as a mid, mid-match transition move. Um, I mean, I get what he's saying, too. It would have been cool if they ended the match. That would have been the coolest way to end the match, finish it off, heart attack, boom. Um, tribute to Anvil Neidhart. But uh, I can also see why they just did it in the middle of the match. But I don't know. I, psychology is, is different these days. Um, with the way that finishing moves have evolved, um I would feel like it was weird if somebody got pinned off a heart attack uh, with just the way that they do so many moves. Like, you see a shatter machine, and you've seen people kick out of that. Like, why wouldn't they kick out of the heart attack? But, um, you know, maybe I'm looking into it too deep. Uh, once again, RIP to the anvil. Um, so, uh, let's see here. After the heart attack... Uh, Bray starts hearing Uranagis on everyone. Uh, Dash goes for a suicide dive on Bray. Bray catches him. Uranagi for you. Uranagis for everyone. Um, Matt suplexes Dawson off the top on everyone. Uh, Dawson starts making his way back into the ring. Uh, Shatter machine on Bray Wyatt. Uh, Axel was the legal man, so he... Uh, tosses Revival out of the ring and gets the roll up. One, two, three, B team retains. Uh, so, looks like that could have been Matt Hardy's final match. Looks like Bray Wyatt might be moving on to something else. Uh, so, I'm interested to see how they would repackage Bray, see what we're going to get. He made a mention on social media about possibly getting new theme music, so we'll see what the F-U-C-K happens there. I don't know why I spelled, spelled it out. Uh, B-Team bumping the Roman Reigns backstage. Uh, they yell, not to sleep on the B-Team. Uh, SCU. Sorry, that's a totally different show. And I also apologize, not going to be covering Ring of Honor today due to uh, the time constraints. Just not going to have time to fit them into the recap section. I apologize. Uh, back from break, Drew and Dolph have finished reading the contract for Drew uh, for Dolph's uh, Intercontinental Championship title defense against uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, Dolph questions Seth being able to have someone in his corner. Kurt says Dolph has Drew. Um, so he only put that, he put that clause in there, uh, for, he put that clause in there for Seth to kind of combat that, but if, uh, Dolph wants Kurt to take, take that out of the contract, he can, uh, but then Drew McIntyre won't be allowed to be ringside, so Dolph's like, "Mm, you know what, I'm cool, let it, uh, let it, let it rock, uh, Reigns comes down to the ring. 
and he says uh, he had one thing in mind, leave this place better than he found it. Um, that's one thing he always tries to do, uh, but he can't do that with Brock around. He's tired of all the Brock drama, says it ends on Sunday. Um, uh, he says that he's going to send Brock so far back to the UFC, his head will beat up Dana White's ass. Um, Heyman comes out and says uh, he seems back to his old self. Uh, does the it's a new day, yes it is line, then said he'd steal a line from SD Live. If he could steal a line from SD Live, it would be from the Usos. And um, he uh, he basically offers uh, he offers a spot. Um, not just any spot, my spot. Uh, if you know, you know. Uh, he offers a spot to be the next Heyman guy. Um, Heyman can give Reigns a contract, or uh, so he gives Reigns a contract, right? And Reigns is like, "What?" And then, boom! He just maces Reigns. He just sprays him in the face. Reigns is blinded, and then, ding, 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 ding. Um, Lesnar's music hits uh, he comes down to the ring uh, looks like Lesnar and Heyman are best bros and uh, Heyman was fooling us this whole time Lesnar beats the dog shit out of Reigns F5 um, I'm a little bit disappointed that the split wasn't legit but also it makes sense why would Brock just all of a sudden out of nowhere be like, I hate Paul Heyman too, you know what I mean? Uh, so, after this, uh, we have a match that nobody really cares about. Uh, Titus Worldwide and Bobby Roode versus AOP and Mojo Rowley. Um, the match ends when Roode hits Mojo with the glorious DDT. So, I guess we never need to see them fight again. Um, this Mojo Rude thing is dead. Rude is a dead character. Uh, and it's sad because he really shouldn't be. He's great. And uh, let him be great. That's all I got to say. Uh, standing over, uh, back from break, they show a tribute on the Anvil. Uh, standing O for uh, the Anvil uh, from the crowd. Um, B team. Versus the revival for the titles is going to be on the SummerSlam kickoff show. Gulak versus Cedric Alexander. Alma. Cedric. Uh, Alma. Uh, Cedric. Alma. Wow. Uh, Andrade Cien Almas versus. Or and Zelina Vega versus Lana and Rusev. Uh, Mabu Sasha Banks comes out to the ring next uh, with Bailey accompanying her. Uh, Ruby Riot. Out next, really gra- glad that Ruby Riot is back in the fold. Always been a big fan. Uh, back to the Heidi Lovelace days. Uh, Ruby and Sasha could have a dope feud. Um, if you know, just imagine the the work rate and that. And they're both. Uh, I think both of them with their characters. I think that would be interesting uh, as far as the promos back and forth. I don't think Sasha is as bad a promo as uh, other people say. 
but with her and then I I do feel that Ruby could kind of carry that on the on the mic a little bit more and I think that they could have an interesting dynamic going back and forth so that's my sleeper feud man I want to see Ruby Riot and Sasha Banks in like a, a a program against each other uh anyway uh back and forth action Sasha goes for uh bank statement Riot traps Sasha's hand in the stairs uh, Ruby kicks the stairs, stomps on the hand back when they go in the ring. Uh, Raw goes to break. Sarsha. Sarsha. Uh, when they when they come back from break, Sarsha uh, starts fighting back. Uh, she hits a suicide dive uh, to Logan on the outside. She hits a knee to Ruby Riot. Bailey takes out Blue Tongue Liv Morgan. Uh, and then Riot with the roll-up win on Sasha and the Riot Squad getting their heat back on the Boss and Hug connection. So, uh, I guess Monday night on TakeOver, or Monday night on Raw after SummerSlam, since they aren't involved at SummerSlam, uh, we'll get, uh, we'll get a big, uh, maybe a triple threat Riot Squad and, um... Sasha and um, Bailey and a debuting NXT woman versus uh, Riot Squad. We'll see. Uh, what happens next here? Um, Kurt and Corbin are backstage. Um, Seth isn't here yet. Corbin is getting on Kurt. Um, Kurt for not being able to make the uh, for not being able to make the matches. He's getting on Kurt. He's uh, they they really be making Kurt look like a whole bitch sometimes. Um, Kurt comes out after the break, tells us that Roman Reigns will be able to fight at SummerSlam, uh, and that he wants Roman Reigns to kick Brock's ass. Uh, Dolph music, Dolph's music interrupts. So this is the the main event segment, right? We've been waiting for, uh, we've been waiting for Seth Rollins to show up, um, with, uh, you know, to sign the contract with, uh, with Dolph for this match. So they've been waiting all show. Dolph comes out and he's like, Drew's with him. He says, Hey man, Seth's not here. Uh, we should just call it, uh, Drew says Kurt would put Reigns out there even if he wasn't healthy. Kurt calls for Seth to come down. Uh, There's no Rollins. Calls for him again. Still no Rollins. Uh, Drew says that they respect Seth because he fights to prove he's the best. But that made them show that they were better. Dolph says that Seth pushed himself too hard for the fans. Uh, says that the fans love it uh, when he burns it down, but they used to love it when he used to steal the show. And Dolph is damn right. Uh, then he says uh, the fans will always turn on the people that they like. Dolph says that Drew unlike these fans here, really has his back. Uh, and they're, they're, they're killing it with this promo, actually. They were, they were knocking it out of the park. Uh, Dolph says, hand over the contract. 
and they'll make it a Rollins forfeit. Uh, Dolph signs the contract and then burn it down. <laughs> that hits. Uh, so Rollins comes out. Um, and Kurt has a huge smile on his face. Uh, Seth says, I've been here actually. Uh, but he was waiting. He was waiting for Dolph to sign the contract. Uh, because he didn't want Dolph to change his mind after what he said. Um, they had let us know earlier in the show that Seth was dealing with travel issues. He had been out in China, uh, and he was on his way back to Raw. So Seth was like, yeah, man, I was dealing with travel issues, but not my travel issues. And then everybody's like, uh-oh, not your travel f- issues. Um, he said, if Dolph is going to have a psychopath in his corner, then he wants a lunatic in his. And then uh, the lunatic fringe, Dean Ambrose, comes out, and Dean is fucking jacked. Um, they clean house, dirty deeds uh, by Dean Ambrose in the ring. Uh, shield fist bump, super lit. Everybody's excited. Um there was no Re- Renee Young on that last segment, like no none of her voice, uh, which uh, kind of tripped me out. I really wanted to hear how she was going to react to uh, Dean's return. But uh, anyway, that was raw. Uh, so we're going to keep it moving. We're going to jump right into SmackDown. All right. So SmackDown show opens up. Uh, Charlotte Flair to the ring first, then Becky out next, and then our beautiful and fearless champion Carmella out to the ring next. Uh, Becky and Charlotte in ring gear. Uh, Mella isn't, so um, looks like Mella's not going to be fighting. Mella says the only thing more ridiculous than this triple threat at SummerSlam is this face to face to face that Paige wanted them to have. Uh, she's tired of their faces. She's tired of being punished for being the champ. Mella says that uh, Becky doesn't stand a chance. And uh, Becky asked Mella what uh, what she wants her to say. Admit she didn't want Charlotte in the match. Uh, Charlotte decreases everyone's chance of winning. More Steiner math popping up on on WWE Raw this or WWE programming this week. Um, and then uh, she says, but Becky says that she'll beat uh, she'll beat both of them on Sunday. Charlotte says that Mella is a diva <gasps> living in a woman's era. So uh, that kind of stirred up some folks on Twitter. I saw a few or a few reactions to uh, to the use of diva as an insult. Um, I don't know, man. I think they're just playing off of all the all the smarks on online all the all the twitter hate that Carmella gets about not being as good in the ring as the others and not deserving her spot as the champ because um you know she's just being pushed for her looks and everything else but honestly I think Carmella right now currently 
she's dialed in with her character and she's like one of the top heels in the company like fight me bro um she's one of the top heels in the company and she's working the marks bro Carmella Carmella's doing the damn thing so uh so yeah I don't I don't I don't personally get the hate for Carmella. Um, even the way that she won the money in the bank. Let's take it back to Ellsworth. Like, it reminded me of like an edge type way to win money in the bank. The ultimate opportunist type gimmick. Uh, and then just make her even more annoying. Ellsworth is her heater. Uh... You know, but well, people people aren't into that. Uh, <laughs> like you could have if she. I feel like if Carmela gets to a passable level in her ring work, she has potential to be uh, to finish her career as a WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, fight me, bro. Uh, she's so good at the character, and if she can just get herself to having to being like decent passable uh good in the ring like like how the Miz did the Miz is on his way to a hall of fame career and you wouldn't have thought that when we were watching the diva search stuff so um yeah man don't hate on Carmella uh anyway uh Sasha or Sasha Charlotte uh says that Mel is a diva living in the women's era um Mella says you know what that's right. I'm proud to be a diva. Um, compare her beauty to theirs, her body, her charisma. And also, she's champ. Uh, Paige comes out and she makes it a tag, tag match tonight. Uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose versus Charlotte and Becky Balboa. Um, so... Uh, we we uh we start the match uh right then and there uh back and forth action uh then they're kind of just getting heat on Becky Lynch uh Becky gets a second win and uh she gets Mandy to tap uh so she doesn't really tag in Charlotte at all uh she just kind of does her own thing um which is interesting uh leading up to this SummerSlam match and a possible Becky heel turn. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Video package uh, from Miz and Maurice. Uh, USA has picked up Miz and Maurice for a second season. Uh, back from break, Charlotte and Becky are backstage. Charlotte uh, tells Becky, like, hey, that was dope, but you didn't have to do it alone. Um, and she wishes Becky luck for Sunday. Becky tells her, I don't need luck. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers are in a handicap match versus three random jobbers called the Triple Threat. Why would you do that, man? The Triple Threat back in ECW. If you don't know, look it up. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers destroy the Triple Threat. Uh, and that's that. Next up, we get another video package. Part one of the three-part package they're going to be showing uh, throughout SmackDown, Brian versus The Miz. 
uh, Miz is sharing from his perspective of being uh, experienced. Uh, Brian says that their rookie pro dynamic was destined to fail. Uh, they recapped how Daniel Bryan lost every match back in the old uh, challenge version of NXT. Uh, then they show when Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan says when he went on his own, uh, he was able to beat The Miz on Raw. Uh, says that maybe The Miz needs him. Uh, Sanity is out next. Uh, Sanity versus New Day after the break. Uh, back from the break, uh, New Day. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Uh, they make their entrance. The New Day is in control. Uh, there's a leapfrog. Uh, Kofi hops over Big E um, and takes out EY, Eric Young. Uh, Sanity is then able to turn the tide. Uh, so this is all three members of Sanity versus all three members of the New Day. Uh, Wolf is working over Kofi. Uh, Killian Dane uh, gets tagged in during the split screen SummerSlam ad. Uh, so Sanity is back in control, back in control, going to the break, the, the actual break. After break, Kofi hits a DDT on Killian Dane. Um, now then a tag to. Uh, Woods, Woods comes in like a house of fire. Um, he goes for a pin. Uh, Eric Young with a flying elbow drop off the top rope to break up the pin. Uh, EY suplexes Xavier Wood into uh, Xavier Woods into uh, Wolf's knees. Uh, the match starts breaking down. Kofi Kingston with that trust fall dive to the outside on. Uh, Eric Young and Killian Dane, and then up, up, down, down on Killian Dane for the win. New Day. Well, they win. Uh, part two of Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. They go back to Bryan's retirement. Uh, Daniel Bryan talks about how emotional giving that speech was. Uh, big facts, it was emotional. I did tear up. Man tears dropped down my face uh, when Daniel Bryan was talking about how he was going to have to retire and give it up. It was it was sad. Um, Miz says that Brian was forced into retirement uh, by not competing like a pro, but competing like a rookie. Uh, he says that he should have taken less risks. Uh, Brian says he knew that his style would catch up to him. Uh, he talks about how he was committed to being the best uh, general manager that he could be. Uh, Miz says that Brian was a terrible GM. Uh, he was the Intercontinental Champion and couldn't get on TV. Uh, says that Brian used his power to keep him off the show. Uh, they show the Talking Smack uh, segment where they uh, where where things kind of went downhill with those guys um, and and Miz uh, was shooting on Daniel Bryan a little bit. Pause. Uh, Miz says that he was expecting to get knocked out. Uh, Brian says that Miz hit a nerve. He wanted to leave at the time. He wanted to leave WWE and go back to the independents. And that's what Miz told him to do. Uh, he wanted to wrestle somewhere else. Uh, Brian talks about the Miz stealing his moves. 
Uh, Brian says, or the Miz says that he knows Brian better than Brian knows himself, uh, and that he's better than Brian. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, backstage after break, Paige approaches Samoa Joe, and uh, she comes to his dressing room. She says, "Hey, look, Joe, I need you to be a professional." Uh, Joe reminds her that you like my unpredictability, so I'm gonna do whatever I want. Um, which, I mean, that's fair. Uh, Aiden English is in the ring. He sings a song apologizing to Lana and Rusev and uh, says that he's going to beat Almas uh, for Rusev Day. Uh, Almas comes out next with Zelina Vega. The match starts. Uh, they do that split screen thing again. I get it. You got to sell SummerSlam, but damn, guys. Um Aiden English is in control uh, to start off, um, and pretty much, uh, and pretty much the whole match until Almas hits that back elbow, and then it's time for the double knees, hammerlock DDT, and it's a wrap. Uh, Zelina Vega gets on the mic after the match, and she says that people like useless holidays. Uh, says that Almas uh, is gonna end Rusev Day on Sunday. Uh, Vega says that Lana is dead weight. So Lana and Rusev come out. Uh, Rusev says that they act like they won Powerball. Um, Almas is the luckiest guy around. And it will run out on Sunday. Um, And on Sunday, they will find out why. Lana is the best. Lana number one. Because you, because you can, why clap when you can just say, psh, psh. okay? Uh, and Lana says that they're gonna win on Rusev Day. Uh, backstage, Paige is with the champ that runs the camp, AJ Styles. Uh, she gives the same speech to AJ about being professional that she gave to Joe. Uh, says he's uh, he's gotta be professional because he's the champ. Uh, she asked if. He asks, did you say this to Joe, too? Um, She's like, yeah. And uh, AJ says he made a promise to his wife. uh, And he's got to do what he's got to do. Jeff Hardy is back. uh, And we'll see him next. Uh, But first, part three, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Uh, Daniel Bryan returns to wrestling. Miz says that he didn't care what Daniel Bryan was doing. He was on Raw. Uh, They reminds. They remind us that Daniel Bryan wanted, um, he's like one of his last acts as GM was getting raw, uh, was getting the Miz back on SmackDown, um, after Superstar Shakeup. Uh, Miz says if Daniel Bryan beats him, then that's his made it match. Daniel Bryan doesn't have a proven match, that's his made it match. Uh, Daniel Bryan says that he didn't come back for money or for big houses, and he came back to beat The Miz. So I'm super juiced for this match. I can't wait to see it on Sunday. Uh, Eight years in the making. It's crazy that this story just kind of fell in WWE's lap. I don't think they necessarily planned. Well, they definitely couldn't have planned, uh, like, Daniel Bryan's injuries and stuff. So the fact that they're able to... Uh, that the Miz is still as relevant as he is, and that they're able to just kind of bring this full circle. Uh, this is great. I, this is great. There's just so much history there. Uh, this is a match that 
actually has true investment. I want to see Daniel Bryan take out the Miz. I am I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Like when he was doing all the it kicks and stuff and I was thinking that we couldn't we could never actually get this match. I was just like, man, damn it. You know, but now it's finally here. Uh that pop in Brooklyn is gonna be ridiculous. So I'm 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 ready. Uh let's see here. Um Jeff Hardy is taking on Shelton Benjamin. Remember when they announced that he was coming back to SmackDown and we thought it was gonna mean something? That sucks, man. I forgot he was on the roster. Uh it's sad that uh Shelton Benjamin's not really doing anything. Uh he still has ability. Uh he would have been better off in NXT like when Rhino was there for a little while. He just kind of like showed up and then he was just like doing shit in NXT uh and he was like relevant. Uh why you know just put Shelton down there and you could have him he like think of a takeover match like where you know ricochet versus shelton benjamin like he could be the he could be that cj parker like if you're just gonna use him you know what i mean if you're just gonna job him out let him go and have like really great matches in a place where people would appreciate it and have him be the guy to help get o- other guys over like imagine uh if we had seen alistair black versus shelton benjamin and nxt that would have been fun um who else is somebody he could have had a feud with or uh like Andrade Cien Almas versus Shelton Benjamin matches in the NXT. Um, Adam Cole, baby, versus Shelton Benjamin. Ricochet. Uh, you know, so I think it could have been I think it could have been a lot of fun. Um if a certain Matthew Riddle uh shows up today at Takeover, um him versus Shelton Benjamin could have been fun. Uh Okay. Uh so Benjamin is in control. He's working a chin lock. Uh, Hardy is eventually able to hit the whisper in the wind. Starts hitting classic Hardy offense, uh, like that, like that drop kick. Uh-oh. Hardy up top. Benjamin runs up the turnbuckle and hits. Uh, it's a superplex. Uh, Hardy recovers. Twist of fate. Dives into. Uh, he dives into the cover for the win. So he doesn't do a swanton. Uh, Nakamura comes out after, uh, Nakamura comes out after this, uh, Benjamin distracts Hardy, uh, Nakamura attacks, he goes for the Kinshasa, uh, Hardy counters with the twist of fate, hits the swanton on Nakamura, uh, they show Randy Orton watching, lurking from stage side somewhere, uh, AJ Styles comes out. Uh, he says Joe got him emotional. Uh, this is main event time. Uh, he says Joe got him emotional, him emotional, and Joe got him to go to a place he didn't want to go. Uh, he says that while he was holding his wife, she told him he can't lose his cool. Joe comes out, and uh, Joe says what AJ is saying isn't true. Uh, Joe says he has a letter from the WWE Universe. Uh, a letter... The letter says his words were disgusting and uh, all right, he says that uh, AJ's words were disgusting and made them ill. Uh, they say that AJ, this person in this letter says that AJ never wanted kids, uh, maybe didn't want a wife. 
Uh, AJ is a good champ because he neglects his family. He's terrible at being a father and husband. Uh, and then after reading all this stuff, uh, Joe reveals that the letter is from AJ's wife. And she wants Joe to win so he, so AJ can know what it means to lose what he loves most. And so AJ is just kind of like pissed off in the ring. And that's the end of the show. So uh, I guess uh, Joe is making it personal and, uh, and attacking AJ and his family. So we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. Um, it definitely doesn't feel like the story is finished, but we're getting to the championship match yet right now. So, um, so yeah, it almost feels like the way that they're doing that, it almost feels like the build to a, like this should have been the build to extreme, an extreme rules match between the two of them. And then, or like an ex- uh, and not an extreme rules match but like a a match at the pay-per-view extreme rules like a match at the previous pay-per-view and then whatever comes next just kind of like builds and builds and then you have the big SummerSlam match because of what you're doing with the family stuff but um like i don't know it seems just ending on that note like that's the go home show you have a letter that's from his wife but then might not actually be from his wife. I don't know. It just seems like there's, it just seems incomplete, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Just something seemed off about it going into SummerSlam, but I'm, I'm here for it. And, uh, this obviously means that the feud is going beyond SummerSlam. It's not just going to end at SummerSlam. Uh, so, so I'm here for it. Uh, let's see here. NXT moving right along. Recap of last week um, and the Who Done It angle um, on Alistair Black. What's going on? Uh, and they explain that the title match tonight for the NXT Championship is not a triple threat anymore. Uh, Street Profits are out first. Uh, they face the Mighty. Uh, the Mighty is in control against Montez Ford. Uh, Street Profits start making a comeback. Uh, Black Panther Splash. Wakanda forever. Um, so uh, the match continues. Angelo Dawkins gets taken out by Nichols. Uh, double suplex on Angelo Dawkins. Uh, the Mighty is getting the heat on Dawkins. They're keeping him away from Montez Ford. Finally, a hot tag. Ford comes in. Uh, on fire, clotheslines all around. He gets rolled up. Okada roll reverses Okada roll and grabs the tights uh, for the win. They grabbed his tights first, so turnabout is fair play. The Mighty has been cheating uh, lately to win matches, but we all know that the Mighty don't kneel. No, the Mighty don't kneel, never. And it's all good. Um, let's see here. Street Profits still don't quite click for me for some reason um i want to like them i really do and it's hard for me to figure out why exactly they don't click but they just don't um and maybe they should bring bianca belair into the group but at the same time i don't want to like bring her down you know what i mean uh anyway uh let's see 
backstage, we see Shayna Baszler. She's giving advice to Aaliyah. We hardly ever see her competing in the ring. Um, Aaliyah's facing Kyrie Sane tonight. Uh, back from break, the Undisputed Era. <laughs> Alright, anyway, um <laughs> uh Undisputed Era is backstage uh earlier today. Roddy can't believe that Mustache Mountain is back after getting taken out last time. Uh O'Reilly calls Trent the Beast Seven, and I thought that was great. Um that popped me. Uh, says that he'll destroy his leg again. Uh, he says that Mustache Mountain... He said if they're saying that Mustache Mountain is 100%, then the Undisputed Era has to be like 500, 600 minimum. Uh, Adam Cole says that they started in Brooklyn a year ago and that uh, this is their era and it's Undisputed. Uh, Kyrie Sane out first. Aaliyah's out next. Uh, before the match can start, uh, Shayna Baszler comes out. Uh, Kyrie Sane's on a mission, man. Uh, even pulls Aaliyah up after landing the insane elbow uh, so she could deliver more punishment. So Kyrie Sane is uh, not just the happy sailor anymore. She's showing her, she's showing her aggressive side. Um, she's showing off uh, that, that what she had in, in stardom. Uh, before the... Uh, that, so she hits the insane elbow. Um, uh, she's, she forces uh, Aaliyah to tap, uh, saying de uh, debuts like a new uh, submission hold. Uh, takeover is going to be lit. Uh, Velveteen, the Velveteen Dream, comes out next. Uh, says it'll be dream over. For EC3, EC3 drops a win doves cry line about uh, Velveteen Dream. Uh, Velveteen Dream warns EC3 about trying to get into his head, man. Uh, EC3 says they don't have to wait for Saturday. Uh, hits the one percenter on Dream to end the segment. Uh, they show a video package after that uh, showing how we got to the point where we're at in this NXT uh, title match, so showing some of the feud between uh, Gargano and Ciampa, and then showing how Gargano uh, interfered in Ciampa and Aleister Black's title match, uh, and then showing the aftermath of that, uh, Black Mass on uh, Gargano, so uh, yeah, man, we're, uh, we... It's it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy later today, uh, or it's takeover is crazy because we're gonna talk about it after this. I'm gonna come back with with my man Gums, and we're gonna be all like, "Oh yeah, takeover was fucking incredible." Um, okay, uh, video package after it's shown. Uh, this is a video package on Bianca Belair. Uh, she's rehabbing her injury at the Performance Center. She's training uh, to get back and be the EST of NXT. Uh, after that little video package, they tell us that Pete Dunn, the bruiserweight, is going up against Zach Gibson, one of my favorite UK guys, uh, next week for the UK title. So they're actually 
Uh, so that's probably going to be uh, one of the first matches at TakeOver. Uh, and then they're going to they're gonna film it and show it on NXT uh, next week. So Tyler Bate comes out first uh, against Roddy for the main event. So it's uh, Tyler Bate versus Roderick Strong. Uh, Roddy and, and Kyle O'Reilly come out. Uh, Bate comes out on the attack. Uh, Roddy hits a backbreaker. Uh, it's crazy that Bate is still so young. Like, what is he, like, 21, you know? Like, it's just crazy. Uh, 22? So, um, anyway, uh, he's a beast. He's not tall, but he has a look that suggests that he could, like, legit fuck you up in a shoot. Um, crazy back-and-forth action. I can't even call it all. Uh, you just got to watch it. You got to keep your eyes on bait always. Uh, he hits that running shooting star press. Uh, Roddy goes for a backbreaker. Uh, Tyler Bate goes for a crucifix pin. Uh, Tyler Bate flies over the top and takes out uh, Roddy Strong with a dive. Uh, and then Tyler Bate wins with the Tyler Driver 97 after the match had broken down. Uh, so Undisputed Era is most likely going to win on today. Uh, the show ends with Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Roger Strong strong talking shit from the ramp all right uh so we're gonna go ahead and jump into impact and then uh we'll take a little break and be back uh well it'll it'll be like a a few hours in real time but you guys won't hear all that and then it's just gonna be like oh a little break and i'm back hey takeover uh but anyway uh impact uh so the show opens they uh, pay a little bit of respect to the Anvil. Uh, there's a recap of last week, just everything that happened. The, uh, LAX versus the OGs. Um, Scarlet is getting her own show tonight, the Smoke Show. Killer Cross is working with uh, Austin Aries. Uh, so to start the show, OVE comes out. Uh, it's going to be Sammy Callahan versus Phoenix. Dave Christ is rocking the bald head like a G. Uh, Phoenix is up on the ropes, uh, so he's getting ready to do, like, one of those bouncing arm drags on Sammy Callahan, um, Jake Chris is right there, so he tries to interfere, uh, Phoenix kicks, Jake Chris uh, bounces and does the arm drag on Sammy, uh, then hits a flip dive onto all of OVE, uh, Sammy is back in the ring, uh, Phoenix jumps from the second rope uh, turnbuckle on the outside up to the top and then into a swanton. Uh, he gets crazy elevation when he does that. Uh, Sammy kicks out at two. Um, Phoenix, uh, he's hitting chops. Uh, goes to run the ropes. Jake Chris trips him up. Uh, Phoenix is going for a handspring move from the handspring into a cutter off the ropes but sammy hits like some move i've never heard i've never seen before uh it comes from like a full nelson position it was pretty sick uh then uh this is super gross uh sammy callahan hawks a big ass loogie into his hand and then like lets it drop back into his 
Ah, shoot, man, I almost threw up in my mouth just thinking, like I saw it in my head. Uh, it's so gross. Uh, he lets it drop. I I hate spit, uh, except for when I'm spitting these flames. Yiddig. Anyway, he lets it uh, lets the spit drop back in his mouth, um, and then he hits a chop with his spitty hand on Phoenix. Uh, the crowd chants, that was gross, and the crowd is right. Uh, Callahan's working Phoenix over. Uh, the crowd's chanting, Ohio sucks. Uh, Phoenix finally starts making a comeback. Elbows, kicks, goes up top. Uh, Sammy pushes him off the top and onto the ramp. Uh, Phoenix gets thrown back towards the ring. Uh, he hits that handspring cutter off the ropes. Uh, on on the ramp on on Sammy more action uh than Jake and Dave Chris they try to hold Phoenix on the top rope uh Pentagon runs out kicks the shit out of both of those guys uh Phoenix hits a spinning muscle buster uh for the win and it's a GG um great match but after the hair versus mask match I'm kind of just over this OVE Lucha Bros thing like I mean it's still great but like i don't know uh or you, you just gotta all right now you gotta turn it up like they they won the hair versus mask thing so like why are you i understand why sammy's still mad but like yo they beat you they cut your hair like what like what else can you do to like really get them back you know uh i kind of expected uh both sides to move on to something else maybe uh maybe well, I guess you can't really do Pentagon for the world title so fast. Uh, but maybe they are moving on to something else. Uh, we'll see a little bit later. Uh, Sammy is getting crazier by the week. Uh, like how he made uh, he made Jake Chris save, uh, shave Dave Chris' head. Uh, so maybe there's, uh, maybe there's something brewing there. Um, I'll be patient for now. Uh, cause impact has been, has been pretty decent, but we'll see. Um, LAX versus the OGs is going to be in a street fight, uh, video recap of the feud since Slammiversary. The thing that struck me about it was how much they were talking about the streets. Um, I was under the impression that they were still just gonna, you know, have a regular match, but when, uh, as I'll talk about the main event when it was a street fight and it was actually in the streets, I was like, well, that's basically what they had to do, the way that they were talking about it. Um, back from break, Phoenix is backstage, uh, and he finds out that he's going to be facing the machine, Brian Cage, for the X Division title in two weeks. Uh, so TNA or uh, Impact's doing a special episode in two weeks, the first... Uh, match announced is Brian Cage versus Phoenix for the X Division title. So maybe we are starting to get, um, maybe they're just going to have one more big blow-off match uh, with the Lucha Bros and OVE. And then they're they're slowly starting to move them on to different stuff. Um, they might be slowly phasing the Lucha Bros out of television uh, if reports are to be, to be believed that they are... Uh, WWE bound. We'll see. Uh, let's see here. Um, bu- 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 bum. 
yeah, so Phoenix, he's uh, facing Cage, and he says that uh, Cage has never felt the lucha animal before. So Cage just kind of walks up, stares him down, holds up his belt, and uh, walks away. So that's going to be fun. Uh, the GWN clip of uh, throwback clip of the week of Impact, it's just like a huge brawl. I don't even know what's going on. It's just a giant brawl. Uh, reminds me of the old uh, NWO uh, when when Rey Mysterio got lawn darted. Uh, but yeah, it's just a huge brawl. Uh, you see Kurt Angle, Sting fighting, Kevin Nash, Motor City Machine Guns, Christopher Daniel, SCU! Uh, EY Eric Young, Samoa Joe, and Bobby Lashley uh, were, were going at it, trying to get at each other. Uh, I don't remember this or what storyline it was, uh, but I need to see it again. Um, let's see here. Uh, after that, uh, we have uh, Jimmy Jacobs was basically uh, running a ruse. Uh, he was trying to get, uh, he was saying that he was going to have a match with Johnny Impact. Uh, the match never really materializes. Uh, it's all just a ruse to get Congo Kong to attack Johnny Impact. Uh, Johnny Impact was with the shits and ready, though. And um, he, he, takes care of, he takes care of business. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? Uh, Killer Cross and Austin Aries run a promo. Uh, Killer Cross says it's a hurt business and Aries understands it. Um, all the talking that Killer Cross was doing, it was just too much talking, man. Like, he's just been like a cold, calculated, uh, he's been a cold, calculated character. Uh, and, and, uh, and I don't know why he's doing all this talking. Like, he was talking too fast. Like, it just didn't fit. Like, this promo just didn't fit his character. There's too much explanation going on. Like, let Ares do more, more, more of the talking. I know we need to hear from Cross. Like, why Cross? Why? But, I don't know. It's wrestling. I think you could have strung that out a little bit longer. Wait to have him talk and wait to have him say more. Uh, like, obviously, he can talk. But, like, just wait. Because it, that's not fitting the character. Uh, anyway, um, Eddie Edwards comes out, uh, takes Cross down. That's another thing. He takes Cross down. Like even though he had the kendo stick, like if Killer Cross is like this killer dude, and the way he's been presented, and now he's like the champ's muscle, and like you just come out and take him out. Like I don't know, man. It just seemed like I I would I would have protected him more. Uh, with the way that they've been protecting all, would have just made him seem almost invincible uh, because that's what they've kind of been building him up as. Um, he takes Cross down, uh, but then Cross comes back and lays him out uh, before he can hurt Ares. Cross and Ares stand tall, so we'll see how this goes. Um... I mean, you can already hear my criticisms and trepidation going forward, but um, I'm going to give Impact the benefit of the doubt lately. They have been delivering, so I'm not going to poo-poo it totally after one week, but um, already I'm seeing things I don't like, but we'll just, we'll see, because 
I'll give them the opportunity to change my mind. All right, uh, Caleb Conley and Eli Drake come out. Um, it's Joe Hendry versus Eli Drake. Joe Hendry has like a whole music video uh, making that he made, making fun of Eli Drake, Caleb Conley, and Trevor Lee. Uh, Hendry is dominating the matchup using like his uh, amateur skills. Um, then uh, Conley kind of interferes. Uh, Joe Hendry throws him out. Uh, Trevor Lee hops up on the apron. So Grado hops up on the apron. Um, Eli or Joe or Eli pushes Joe into Grado. Um, then uh, Eli rolls up Joe for the win. Uh, let's see here. Oh, we also had almost forgot uh, Ali, uh, Ali versus Sue Young. Uh, so, of course, the undead uh, bridesmaids are all around the ring. Uh, they managed to keep the fight between Ali and Sue Young for most of the match. Um, and then towards the end, the uh, undead bridesmaids bridesmaids start interfering, but. Kira Hogan is there, so she takes him out. Uh, Allie looked like she was about to win, and then Tessa Blanchard comes down to the ring, attacks for the DQ. Um, but then Sue Young isn't really rocking with Tessa, uh, puts Tessa in the claw. Super kick from Allie. Tessa goes out of the ring. Code breaker to Sue Young, and Allie stands tall. Um, main event. Oh, before the main event. Um, there's an OVE promo, and Sammy Callahan uh, is blaming everything on Pentagon. Uh, Pentagon versus Sammy Mexican Deathmatch next week. So that's that's got to be the end of the feud. Uh, LAX meet the OGs in the street. Uh, Conan and King say bosses stay back, and you got to let the young guns fight. Uh, so there's a lot of getting thrown in the fences. They're actually fighting in the street, so I actually kind of like this. Uh, getting uh, King throws what looks like a weighted sock in. Um, and it ends up that the weighted sock is kind of what, what uh, wins the fight. Um, that's what takes, what LAX uses to take out the OGs. Uh, Homicide and Supermax both get knocked out with the sock. Um, so at the end, uh, King is kind of down on his knees here uh he's like man you won't you won't take me out um and he's basically like begging him like take me out take me out and uh conan's like with pleasure motherfucker and then he hits him with the sock and i guess he killed him and that's the end of the show like i don't like it was kind of i was just like yo what happened because like they the whole that whole fight it was like different than everything else on the show, which is cool. I guess it makes sense. They're supposed to be gang gang. So, all right, I get it. Um, there was like random gang members on both sides and everybody met up in the street. So like, apparently these cats is just like, they, yeah, we wrestle, but like, we really on this gang shit. Like, this is just what it is. So like, this is, this fight is beyond wrestling at this point. And like, I mean, if you suspend your disbelief, uh, it's actually interesting, man. Like, it's cool. And it was, it was just something different. So I'm down with it.
Uh, let's see. Oh, also, uh, I didn't mention it, but I'll mention it now. Uh, the Smoke Show with Scarlett Bordeaux, uh, KM and Falaba were on. I don't really find KM and Falaba to be entertaining. Uh, so there was like a gag where, uh, they were like, uh, KM was going to kiss Scarlett and he, like, he's, you can see like he's doing all this stuff with his tongue. I don't know, man. I mean, I get it. Uh, and there's probably some people who thought that segment was hilarious. I just wasn't one of them. Um, I was hoping that, uh, Scarlett, they could use her with this whole smoke show and not wanting to be hot shamed and all that. I was thinking that they could use her as a gimmick. Uh, that would be really interesting at this, per, uh, at this point in time. Uh, like she'd be a throwback kind of like more to the diva type, uh, females, and I just thought that that would be really interesting, this whole women's revolution, WWE is pushing so hard, and you have a character on your show that's almost like the antithesis of that, Uh, and you could kind of play that and play it, like, as a heel, like, I just, I thought that there was, that was interesting and a whole lot of potential there, and I guess they could still do it, but right now it seems like Scarlett's more of a, a heel comedy character, uh, but I mean, you can do, you can do both, but I can also understand why they wouldn't want to make that character like a serious character because then some people might take it serious and then you might have a problem on your hands about representation and messages that you're sending the fans. Um, but I think if it's, if you make the person obviously a heel, right. Uh, and TNA isn't necessarily, uh, a show that's specifically targeted to kids like WWE is um but I don't know we'll see but uh okay guys that's the the recap of wrestling uh mainstream wrestling TV this week uh I'll be back in just a little bit with my man Gums and we're going to talk about takeover and uh just kind of get some hot takes for the rest of the weekend and what we want to see and uh maybe some SummerSlam picks so all right man Okay, guys, we're back. Uh, like I told you, we would be. I got my man Gums in What's the up? building. What's up, Gums? Uh, so this is us. We just finished watching Takeover. Uh, the show was great. So we're gonna talk a little bit. Uh, talk a little about little blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Talk a little bit about Takeover and uh, you know what we thought of it. So uh, Takeover started off. Uh, what was the first match? First match was. Uh, I think it was Undisputed Era of Mustache Mountain. Yeah, so... Uh, that was a dope match. Crazy match. I really liked the... Uh, we're not gonna, like, you know, break down the whole match and review all that. Uh, but uh, one thing that stood out to me that I liked about it um, is when uh, Trent Seven uh, came out and uh, he, had, he had the towel and played up on that spot, like, from the last match. And then decided to throw the towel down. I was like, nah, screw that. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, so, that was cool. But it was like, I thought it was going to throw it in, but it didn't. It didn't. Yeah, so uh, so good stuff, man. It was a, a good match. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly is one of the best tag team wrestlers in For sure. the business today, if not the best. Yeah, probably uh, is the best. So, uh, so good stuff there. Uh, what was the second match? Uh, Velveteen Dream and EC3. Dude, that match. Yeah. Uh, Dream is that dude, man. I'm telling you. 
Look like uh, EC3 got busted open for real. But at the very end. At right? the end, yeah. yeah. Um, and then they didn't show him on. They didn't show him on screen. Yeah. For a while, I guess they were cleaning up his eye. Next time you you saw him, the blood was gone. So, um, but you know, good match. And Velveteen Dream finally gets a win at a takeover because he had uh, he had went down that list and was talking about all his takeover moments and none of them were wins. So finally, he has that win. Um, does he get called up? Do we see him on Monday or Tuesday? That'd be awesome. By the way, his uh, his what do you call that? His his thing was dope. His um, his tribute because he always dresses up like other people. Yeah. So his yeah, vest was like Biggie. Yeah. And then he had ravishing Rick Rude airbrush pants. Well, Dream does that too though. But he did like the uh, Rude Awakening. Yeah. And then he had well, he almost did the Rude Awakening. And then he had um, airbrushed on his ass. It said, "Call me up, Vince." He deserves it. Vince should call him up, definitely. I mean, he's uh, Velveteen Dream has heard the rumors, guys. He knows uh, what everyone's saying. Speaking of rumors, uh, rumors were true, and Matt Riddle, the king of bros, was in the audience. Um, Matt Riddle was there. I was super hype. Let's go. Bro, 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 bro. bro. I I was hoping for a run-in, though, because, like, last year, this is... Brooklyn, TakeOver Brooklyn is like NXT's WrestleMania. Yeah. And last year, no one was in the audience that wasn't signed or or, or just signed. Uh, no new hot talent. But we got that run-in from Adam Cole. So I was hoping we would get that from Riddle during Cole's match. Speaking of, I think that was the next match anyway. Um, during Adam Cole's match with yeah. Ricochet, which was there was a big surprise ending there. Yeah. Uh, surprise! Spoiler alert! Actually, yeah. this comes out on yeah. Sunday, so you guys will already. You should already know. Uh, Ricochet wins, man. That's um, crazy. I was not expecting that, but at the same time, uh, yeah, had to see yeah. It. Well, yeah, at the dope. same time, just with the push that they've been giving Ricochet on NXT, uh, you had to see it coming. Like he was gonna get that belt. Uh, honestly, like when they first. Uh, that first ladder match when the belt was introduced, I was thinking like, okay, who's gonna win? Uh, Ricochet, there was a good chance that he could've won. Uh, Adam Cole, of course, did win. Yep. Uh, EC3 had just shown up, so I was thinking maybe they'll give him a belt, legitimize him off the top. So, there were a few different guys in that, I mean, honestly, every single guy who was in that match I could have seen walking away with that belt. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so you knew it was only a matter of time that Ricochet was going to get that belt. What does this mean for uh, <coughs> Adam Cole and the rest of the Undisputed Era? Uh, I could see a scenario where Adam Cole gets called up. Uh, Roddy Strong takes over as leader of the Undisputed Era. Yeah, and Bobby Fish comes back and... Red Dragon goes back to defending the tag belts together, and Roddy Strong goes after the NXT title. That could uh, I, I, Wow, that's that. That'd be awesome. You just made me start. Like I want to pop right now, but you made me mark out for sure. Right. <laughs> that sounds like a great. You should write for the WWE right. because that sounds fucking. Oh, sorry. Do you swear on here? No, man. Yeah, right, that's, right. that's that's like the greatest scenario because I kind of don't want Undisputed Era to split, but. 
What's Adam Cole's ready, dude? He, yeah. he needs to be called up soon. Right. Uh, well, so we'll see. Or we could see a scenario where Adam Cole sticks around a little bit longer. Um, it's like, okay, I need to go after the belt. Decides to get stronger. Maybe adds another member, an enforcer, perhaps a right. Cassius Ono. You know, that'd so be cool. that'd be cool. Uh, who knows, man? Or or maybe the King of Bros gets recruited to the Undisputed Era. That would be so. That that would be like, remember Serious DX, and then Sean leaves, and then you get Funny DX. Yeah, Matt Riddle could do that for right. Undisputed Era. Right. So, uh, so I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of different things, and then just Matt Riddle, man. There's a whole yeah. lot of different um, possibilities with him. Keith Lee. Has officially made his yes, he's there. Uh, NXT debut. His debut on TV, so uh, we can get some Matt Riddle Keith Lee moments. Yeah. Uh, we can uh, we can Matt Riddle versus Ricochet for uh, the North American Championship. Sounds like all kinds of fun. Yeah. You yeah. know. So uh, and then uh, you can put Riddle in the NXT Championship picture. So um, you know him versus. Gargano or Ciampa, uh, well, I think somebody's being called. I mean, SummerSlam. Some, yeah, somebody, somebody's definitely yeah. gonna get called up. There's there, a, after SummerSlam, there's a bunch of call. There's at least a couple call ups, and if I'm not mistaken, I remember people losing titles at Survivor Series don't don't get the call up until um, Takeover right before or maybe even right after Summer um, Survivor Series. Uh, speaking of losing titles and perhaps getting called up, another uh, wow. shock title change. Kyrie Sane, our resident lovable pirate, uh, was able to defeat Shayna Baszler. And uh, I don't know what it is. It, does that mean Baszler's going on to the net to the next level? Is she going on to the main roster? She's definitely ready for the main roster. Uh, you could put her on SmackDown, and she could immediately step in as yeah. top heel on SmackDown, and yeah. a legitimate top heel on SmackDown. Who or, is the heel on SmackDown right now, as far as the women? Top heel is Carmella. The oh champ. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're Bella right, is yeah. money, but uh, and I love Carmella. But I could even see you could bring uh, Basler in, uh, say on Sunday, right? Yeah. Uh, Triple threat match. Carmella really has no business beating uh, Charlotte or Becky Lynch. Um, how is she going to keep the title? We can't do Ellsworth again. Yeah. Shayna Baszler comes out there. No Ellsworth ever, actually. Right. Please. Right. Baszler comes out there, destroys Becky Lynch, and destroys Charlotte. Triple threat rules, so no DQ. Yeah. And... Mella picks up the win, and Shayna Baszler is now on the main roster as uh, Carmella's heavy. Dude, that'd be dope. You know what I mean? So that that that's a way you could introduce her and uh, have her right there. Uh, you know, destroying people for Mella, and, and it's eventually immediately against two horsewomen. So. Yeah, horsewomen and horsewomen. So that'd be dope. You know what I mean? And then. Uh, and then now, and now that you have her on the main roster, uh, it, it makes it. I'll be back, bro. You give, give yeah. me a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Sorry about that. A couple technical difficulties there. We're back. Uh, but yeah, like I was saying, uh, you bring uh, Shayna Baszler onto the main roster uh, as Carmella's heavy, and now you have her already on the main roster. Uh, Ronda Rousey's on the main roster. That makes it easier going into Evolution. Uh, at Evolution, you'll have uh, women from all the brands available. But now going into Evolution, you'll you could have uh, you can have Baszler uh, representing the main roster uh, and and get her get her involved with uh, with the four horsewomen there. So uh, so yeah, that that could be interesting. Um, let's see what else happened uh, after after the women's match. Then of course there was the main event. Uh, last man standing. Uh, we had Tommaso Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Johnny Gargano. Um, so this this match uh, was epic. Uh, was this three three matches now a trilogy that they've had? Um, and once again, it was basically Johnny Gargano trying to go too far, trying to do a little bit extra that uh, cost him the match. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see going forward what happens and what they're gonna do. Um, eventually, uh, eventually these guys have to go to the main roster. What do they do with them? Two hundred five live. I think you can put them on two hundred five live. Uh, two hundred five live has been a better show. It has been a whole lot uh, more entertaining. So I think you could put them on two hundred five live and really make it a hell of a show. Uh, just you can make it a whole lot of fun uh, with those guys. So um, there's uh, there's a lot that could happen from Takeover. I'm excited to see the new directions. Oh, one more thing that we forgot to mention: um, when the Undisputed Era won the tag team titles, they were immediately attacked afterwards uh, by the War Raiders. So we know what feud is next for them. Uh, War Raiders is uh, War Raiders versus Undisputed Era is gonna be uh, very fun television. Um, they they destroyed them after the match, uh, the burn. So uh, yeah, it's crazy. I almost thought that uh, Kyle O'Reilly was like legitimately knocked out uh, after he took that burning hammer uh, from uh, from Mustache Mountain, uh, but but then he took that beating from. Uh, the War Raiders, and it was uh, it was something else. Um, so coming up tomorrow or later today, uh, as you guys are listening to it, because this is already Sunday uh, for you. Coming up later today, man, we got Summer Slam. So now that my man Gums is back, right? My bad. Uh, Let's go. Put in an order. An order some food. Let's see, that's that's what that's what we're doing, man. We're just peeling back the curtain. No kayfabe on this show. Um, my man Gums. Now that he's back, we're gonna talk a little bit about SummerSlam. Uh, what do we think is gonna happen? So coming up first off the top, uh, we're not gonna we're not, we're not gonna make picks for every match. We're just gonna make picks about the matches that we care the most about. Um, nice. So uh, I. I do care about this. These are my guys. The New Day 
Uh, do you think the New Day are going to take the title belts, uh, tag title belts off the Bludgeon Brothers? I do. Personally, I do. Okay. Um, I would agree with that. I think they're trying to build up the Bludgeon Brothers, but I think they also realize that the experiment is currently failing yeah. uh, with them as the champs. Uh, so why not get the titles on a team that's actually over? Uh, they have three teams that are insanely over and can put on great matches. And you could still have the Bludgeon Brothers in the mix. You could still have yeah. them in the title mix. Uh, I, I think you could run uh, you could run a storyline for a little while where uh, uh, for uh, you could have multiple teams in the tag title mix. Like you could have New Day as the champs. You could have the Bar and the Bludgeons chasing. You could do triple threat. And then you could Add in the Usos, you could do a, you know, what I mean, yeah, there's to put the Usos back on TV more. I agree, you know, and then there's and then there's other things too, like you can rotate one of those teams out and just have like those three teams in the mix, and then have yeah. like a, a fourth team that's kind of like always like on the come up, and you can just kind of rotate one of those teams, like have the Bar be that fourth team, or have uh, the Usos be that fourth team, or have somebody like for a little uh, sanity. Yeah. It's there, you know. So there's, uh, there's some other teams too that you can, uh, that you can always have, have an issue with, and 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 play around with. There's the Good Brothers; they can use them uh, a little bit more on SmackDown. So there's uh, there's talent there in the tag division um, where you can keep the Bludgeons in the mix or keep them having. Uh, you can keep them in people's minds. Yeah. Um, because there's other people that they can have good matches with without them having to be the tag champs, right? Uh, let's see. As the other tag... Well, the other tag team title matches on the pre-show, uh, the B-team versus uh, the top guys, the Revival. Dude, that's the pre that, that's a pre-show match? That is a pre-show match. What? So The, the B-team is super over right now. Well, the B-team... And they put themselves over... Yeah, and Revival's cool, uh, and Revival was one of the best in, in NXT, even before NXT, but FTR, bro. Yeah. <laughs> FTR. Well, I guess, I mean, I like the Revival uh, as a team. I like, I think they're entertaining. I like watching them, uh, but they just haven't, they've had bad luck on the main roster between uh, injuries to both guys, keeping them off TV. They just haven't had the time to get themselves over yet on the main roster, but they'll put on good matches. Uh, so that I, I feel like that's why they ended up on the pre-show. They're just not uh, they're just not hot enough. Uh, even uh, even with Matt Hardy and uh, Bray Wyatt having the tag titles when they did mm -hmm. um, the the Raw tag titles just weren't hot. No, and I don't. I mean, it wasn't for lack of trying from those guys, but I. I don't think Creative was doing him any favors. Uh, I've talked about that before on the show. So it was, I think it was just, uh, they were just having a tough time getting those titles over. One thing you notice when you're watching those matches, like the the, te the teams might not get that big of a pop when they're coming out, but as the match yeah, goes on, like people get into the yeah. matches. It reminds me of the old Hardy Boys matches when... Uh, they uh, won the was the Terry Invitational, 
Yeah. Uh, and by the end of the match, everybody was into it. Got a standing ovation the next Raw. So and that's and that's what put them in edging Christian over. So, uh, so yeah, just I I think uh, WWE if they keep fo- I hope this is not just for so that they can have matches for SummerSlam and then they forget about the tag division on Raw yeah. again. Uh, but like I was saying this on the show, man, uh, they they have a story right now. Uh, B Team Revival and then uh, Titus Worldwide and. A, uh, AOP man, so hey, those are two tag, t- two different tag team storylines going on right now. A, a title tag team storyline and like a. You think AOP can be AOP without Paul Ellering though? Um, because I mean, of course LOD did did it without without Ellering, but I don't know, man. I mean, I think they can if, but they're gonna need to be booked correctly. Like, you can't have. Them doing 50-50 booking with Titus freaking worldwide. Like, I mean, I love Titus and Apollo, but, like, what the hell? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? Why are you even leaving your feet against <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apollo Crews? Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't get it. Like, they should be... You have to book them as monsters for their whole... For their act to be convincing, for their act to work. If you're not... If you're not doing that, then, like, what are you doing with them? Right, so they have they have to be monsters, stomping their way to the tag titles, and then from there you have you build up some kind of team to finally like topple them, and then after that you can make them a little bit more normal. You know, you can you yeah. can turn the sliders down. <laughs> so I feel that, but but I don't I don't yeah. So I don't know what happened there. Um, let's see here the Intercontinental Title match. Uh, Dolph Ziggler wow. uh, rematch. Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre in his corner, uh, with Dean Ambrose and in Seth's corner. So all four of those guys, mad talented, together, separated. However you want to look at it, but they need to give that. And Dolph, I'm not saying Dolph doesn't deserve that belt. Uh, he, he needs to do something with his hair though. But <laughs> that belt needs to go on. Seth's, uh, that's Seth's title, Seth's title, it has to be Seth's title right now, um, I would, I would say that I'm okay with Seth not winning the belt somehow, um, but, uh, he, the way I would do it is Seth loses, but somehow, like, Dean is trying to keep uh, Drew from interfering, and somehow that causes Seth to lose the match, or or he just turns. Now I wouldn't ha- I don't I wouldn't have him turn just yet. Yeah, I would have him. I would because uh, everybody's a shield reunion. Well, everybody's expecting the turn, yeah. so I would I would wait on it. Yeah, yeah. Like honestly, I expected the turn on Monday night. Yeah, but uh, but then I was like, oh okay, we'll do that SummerSlam. But I would, I would have it be like an accidental type yeah, yeah. thing. Uh, Seth loses the match, then they set it up. Uh, they set up like a tag team match: Seth and Dean versus uh, Drew and Dolph, like at the next pay per view or something like that. And 
No, don't say that. Because I'll be at that next pay-per-view and I don't want to see that match. Well, <laughs> well, but then you'll get to witness the heel turn to be right. the Yeah, Ambrose, yeah, you know what? Right? Yeah. Do so it then. then. Do it so then, then. Because they, I want to pop at a heel turn right? of Dean Ambrose. So they, they go there. They have a tag team match at the at the uh, next pay-per-view. Out of the cell. Uh, so they lose that yeah. match and then Dean turns on Seth. I'm down. Yep. Give me that. Give, give, give me that in San Antonio. I want that match. You know what I mean? So, and then, and then we have Evil, Evil Dean versus Seth for the, for the remainder of the year. Yeah. That'd be cool. Like, so I could, I could, I could see something like that happening, um, at, at SummerSlam because honestly, Dolph with getting this title reign and getting Drew McIntyre uh, to to have his back. Um, this has rejuvenated him. He's like a whole new guy. Uh, he, we've revived his career. Uh, so Dolph pretty much needs this title reign right now. Dolph needs this belt. He's been Intercontinental Champion what, like six times or, or some shit, but this will be the reign that people actually remember. Yeah. Uh, so he he needs this right now. So I'm okay he, with with him doing this and b- remaining a uh, a big part of the show because the belt that Seth needs is the uh, is that big red belt. He needs the, the Clifford belt. So, yeah, but that belt is it's not it's not what do you call that anymore? It's not relevant anymore. Like I feel like and I Rock think, just took that belt and shit on it. Well, yeah, but he who else, who better to bring it back than the guy who's the man right, right. now? Yeah, you're right. Like he's if anybody needs like he doesn't need that belt. That belt needs him right now. Exactly. There, yeah. that red belt needs Seth Rollins. Like they if they give it to Roman, it's not gonna do it right now because half the fan base hates the shit out of Roman. So there. I, th- I think Kevin Owens though he he could take that belt. Kevin Owens could and, and do something with it, but Seth Rollins, babyface Seth Rollins, right now coming out with the belt. Yeah, like imagine that pop, him holding up that belt. Right. Yeah. So, I think we that's the that's the long form story that we need to get to is Seth Rollins holding up that belt because honestly that's what we've been building to. That's what we've needed since he blew out his knee and left and we all realized how much we appreciated and loved Seth Rollins yeah. and wanted well, I mean, to I mean, I was always on that one. Yeah. Because I was, I remember, I was just like, yep. But, but, um, I want to see a good face versus face match with, uh, what's his name? Balor. Or even turn Balor a heel. That would be awesome. Yeah. Because that, that, he's the first Universal Champ. He um, sets what's second, right? And he sets what he got injured from Seth. So yeah, that, that'd be dope to watch them go at it. What like five years later? Yeah, no, I mean you need eventually that that need that story needs to be told too. You need uh, there there needs to be a feud between them. Um, let's see who else. What else do we care about on SummerSlam? Uh, AJ versus Samoa Joe. Joe. Joe is gonna win the belt. That's what we're that's, that's what we're going with. Yeah, that's what I uh, yeah, right now, yes. I mean I, I love the shit out of AJ Styles. 
But Joe's gonna get that belt. It's it's Joe's turn. I they've been talking about AJ's uh the length of AJ's reign so much lately that um it makes me think that he he's due for somebody to end yeah. it and the best person to end it if it wasn't gonna be Shinsuke is Joe. Um and they can they can that can be the feud that goes over the fall. Because you know how they're after the there's always that slow period between after SummerSlam yeah. and leading up to uh, leading up to Survivor, Survivor Series, Series yeah. and and whatnot. So um, we can we can have that feud kind of carry carry through that portion of the year. Um, let's see here. What else? Uh, there's also uh, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Uh, the feud eight years in the making. Right. We've been waiting for this match. Uh, I am super stoked. I am, I am really too. invested, actually, in this. Uh, I'm very conflicted, though. Invested, but conflicted. Because both of them, I like them for different reasons. Daniel's one hell of a competitor. He's like one of the best in-ring performers ever. He's probably, if not the best. Yeah. The Miz is a great sports entertainer. He's a great, like... He makes you, he can make people hate him by the way he acts, and he's he's a great heel by, by doing that, and I'm all for The Miz, always been a Miz fan, and I feel like, um, but I feel like when him and Daniel are talking or arguing or, or anytime just in the ring together, he's so good, The Miz is so good at telling his story that he makes me, who knows... That this dude is just, it's a character. He makes me believe that he really thinks he's better than Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And and and, and, I, and I am marking out on that, and I trip out because I hate, I love both of them. I hate them in the ring together. I, uh, well, I mean, I, I'm also a Miz fan, but I'm just ready for this. Uh, I'm ready to see. Oh, yeah, because he has eight years in the making, too. I'm ready yeah. to see. I'm ready to see Brian punch his face in. Yeah, me too. Uh, especially because, like, when uh, when he was the GM and we thought he wasn't coming back and he would say things about how he wanted to punch Miz in the face, and I would just be like, man, fuck, I just wish you could punch Miz in his fucking yeah. face. And, like, now he can finally do it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. Like, when Miz was stealing the yes kicks and calling them the it kicks. Yeah, the it kicks, yeah. And, and Corey Graves would be like, those are the it kicks, Cole. I'd be like, like you know what, fuck you, yeah, Graves. Right? Yeah, like, so, And I like Graves. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm just ready. Uh, I'm, I'm ready for this. Uh, Daniel Bryan is my favorite wrestler, period. Uh, so I, any, uh, anything, since he's been back, like I've just been, uh, I've just been super stoked, but I've been waiting for him to do something that's meaningful and this is the first thing that feels really meaningful like the match uh with owens and Zayn at wrestlemania was cool because it's his first one yeah. he's back he's at mania it's in new orleans where he won the title super emotional when he came out you could tell like he was emotional that did something for me i was just like yeah let's do it uh but then beyond that like uh what he had that feud with fucking big cast yeah, like dumb shit. Get out of here, like so. Uh, so yeah. Uh, now that he's uh, now now that he's doing this with the Miz, 
uh, and all the the thing they had on uh, talking smack, just everything. Yeah. So I'm I'm ready for it. Uh, let's see. What's a uh, big one? Uh, the the next big one. Uh, the universal title Reigns uh, versus Lesnar. Um, I, I I think there's only two things that can happen. Lesnar wins, Braun cashes, or Leaki. Leaki. The hell's that guy's name? <laughs> Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns wins, and what's his name cashes it? Braun. No, not Braun. Braun uh, cashes Owens. in. Yeah, Kevin Owens. Um, how the hell would I know, not know Kevin Owens' name? But I call fucking Roman Reigns Leaki. Oh, bruh. <laughs> I think uh, what I think happens um, well no more like what I would hope happens is we get like a swerve uh, Heyman turns on Lesnar and helps Reigns win uh, and then we think that Reigns is the new Heyman guy uh, and then earlier in the night Owens had beat uh, Braun and then he sets it up for KO to come down and win win the belt or wow. or beyond that because because Owens doesn't need a mouthpiece right he doesn't need an advocate but I could see it working because yeah. CM Punk didn't need a mouthpiece yeah. but when Heyman was his advocate that that also worked really well he's just that good I mean you put anybody with Heyman and Heyman will make you a star or well, except for Axel yeah I don't know what happened there. But, you know, Axel, Axel can be a great star. I don't know why, like, they they need to fucking... He just... just I don't think he's, I don't think he's the serious again. type guy, bro. Like, you know what I mean? And That's Mr. Perfect Son, man. That's so crazy to me. They, they could do a whole legacy thing again. But then you'd have to put the whole roster on it. But, uh, let's see. Who, uh... Or another scenario that I could see playing out with Heyman... Uh, a little bit more convoluted, but uh, we could have um, the same kind of scenario. Uh, Heyman screw over Lesnar, set it up to where Roman looks like he's uh, the next, uh, the next Paul Heyman guy, and then immediately after, right, have the cash in. Uh, be it Stro- have it be KO, right? Uh, Strowman loses by count out or something, right? So we can keep Strowman strong. KO wins the case. He comes down. Heyman also helps Roman beat KO. So KO cashes in the case, but loses, right? Because I feel like he he wouldn't be hurt by that, right? So he cashes in the case, but loses. So it looks like on Monday night that Roman and Heyman are a, are a deal now, right? So you go through the whole show. At the end of the show, um, we have another swerve with Heyman. And he turns on Roman. And it turns out that the real Paul Heyman guy is Bobby Lashley. And, wow. You and, know what? And Heyman was just setting all this up. To give Lashley an easier road to the title because we already know that Lashley can beat Reigns. Yeah. You know what? 
be one of the best things I've seen in a long time. If that's a scenario that's really going to happen, I'd, I'd flip out. Right? Like, I... Cause yeah. <laughs> like, that's you dope. You good on that one. Like, that's a really dope one. That's dope. But, but yeah, man. So, um... I mean, we've been talking for a while here, uh, so we're getting ready to we're getting ready to wrap it up. I do have some other obligations to get to, uh, and we want to make sure that this podcast gets up on time. Gums, thank you for having me, bro. Man, thanks for being here. We watched Takeover. Uh, we're gonna see what happens. You on know, Summer this is Slam. the first um, live televised wrestling we've watched together since many of WrestleManias. After we came back from like the Big Island or something, yeah. shit, at the workhouse, and we're sitting in there and we're all watching WrestleMania. After like a Big Island trip, yeah. What trip was that? I well, feel like it was that one when when you guys locked me out of the room, unlocked me out of the room, and I was in the pool. Yeah. And that chick who who sold us that stu- uh, the dub the day before, yeah, was fighting with somebody. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, yo. Yeah. They were fighting in the street. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was it was April, so that was probably rest yeah. of the year. Yeah. Wow. All right, yeah, we'll we'll uh, cut the podcast off before we say anything incriminating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> Thanks, y'all.